1: Lock on. Lock, 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 lock on
0: lock, lock lock. on lock, lock on cowboys.
1: Lock on cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCool BC, BCP. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast landon what is going on sir
0: we are mere hours we are what is it 48 hours no well it's more it's a little more like like 60 hours (laughs) probably but yes we are less than three days from uh from the draft the the tension is mounting uh people are throwing everything against the wall to see what sticks at this point uh it's it's an interesting time what a hashtag what a time to be alive
1: Hashtag what a time to be alive. Um, so today we're going to answer your Twitter questions, and we got a lot of them. Uh, we're going to try to get to as many podcasts, or many podcasts, as many questions as we can. Um, let's go ahead and start with this one. Uh, Landon, a lot of people want the Cowboys to trade up from 51 into the you know top end of the second round, maybe even to the bottom end of the first round. Um, what would be the cost to do so, and who are the, the players that you would be considering moving up for? Because... I actually lot, like a lot of the names that could potentially fall to the Cowboys at 51. But are there are there two or three guys that are interesting to you that you would go up and get?
0: So it's about moving up from the second round pick into the— Yes,
1: yeah. yep. Let's say let let's say even like 34, 35, somewhere into that range.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of the uh, the sweet spot, right? I mean, I think that's where a lot of those guys that you're interested in will fall, Um I mean, I think a lot of it depends on who you take at 17. Um, and, and you know, I think if you... If, if Clavon Chason was able to fall to you at 17, um, I think that there would be a very good possibility that you may want to think about moving up from 51 to kind of get ahead of the, uh, you know, eventual cornerback run. Uh, I mean... That's I, what it is, yeah. In, in the In the middle 30s, I mean, it may... You're probably dead middle of the cornerback run. So... If not at, at mm-hmm. near the end, so um I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be surprised just based on kind of a couple of these simulation situations that you and I have gone through that that run has started really early and that the cowboys you know get panicked and feel like they need to move up in order to secure one of those kind of second or th- well i guess it's probably the third tier of of cornerbacks before right. they they all right. kind of dry up and, and, and by the time fifty one rolls around.
1: Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head right there. I think, to me, there's two guys that I'm really looking at in that range. I think it's A.J. Terrell. I think it's Trevon Diggs. If, if either of those guys get to the top end of the, you know, the second round, those are the guys that I'm going after. Is there any other corners that we should mention in there? I mean, I know people like Gladney, and I like Gladney quite a bit. I, I'm just not sure he's somebody you trade up for. Um, uh, what about, like, Xavier What about Xavier McKinney, like, McKinney? Yeah, you know, I was
0: going to say, maybe McKinney. I mean, I think you like him. I think he... he f- fits a lot of what you're trying to do potentially next year. I mean, I, I, we're guessing, but uh, so I think that it's it's and because he's so versatile and because he can kind of do a whole bunch of different stuff for you, uh, yeah, I think he's a guy that should be considered as a, a potential you know trade up option. I mean, I don't know that they they're gonna love trading up, but I think if the idea is that you get wiped out of all of those corners and all those defensive backs. Of I mean, mm-hmm. all those other safety... which I like, certainly could see happening. Sure. Yeah,
1: I could certainly see the corners all being gone, or at least the ones that we really care about all being gone by pick twenty-eight. I I don't think that's unrealistic I, at all. I mean,
0: I think that that's you know when we talked about uh, uh, the perils of taking Chase on at, at seventeen. It's not. I mean, to me. I don't worry about the player chase on. I think that it's going to be a good pick and, and you know, the question is about learning curve, and that sort of thing. The thing that concerns me is the play sequencing element of uh, the the, the draft sequencing element of, because I, I have had issues when I've taken chase on at 17, finding good fits at 51, finding good value at 51, because if you miss on the defensive back run early, you know, that's the problem is that, you know, at 17, unless Henderson's there, you're reaching for a defensive back and at 51 you're likely you're likely past the getting the defensive back you want so the cowboys are kind of in a tough spot because defensive back is such a target that they want to hit uh that 17 is too rich and 51 is too late uh so they may need to find some kind of situation that gets them back into the sweet spot we've talked a lot about trading back from 17 but i think that you know trading up from 30 uh, from 51 to the 30s i think is, is another very viable option that that may that may be more palatable to it may, it may be more doable for <laughs> yep. for for the Cowboys I don't, you may have less competition to move up or move you know, as to move up from 51 as you would to move back from 17
1: so like how would you feel if the Cowboys came out of the first two days of the draft let's say they draft Chase on at 17 and then they get McKinney at pick 35 in a trade up and it costs you your third you still feel okay with that? You know those first two picks. I
0: do. I mean, I think you know it's it's tough to lose your third, uh, but I think that you get two guys who you feel like can come in and immediately be starters on your defense and give you significant snaps. I mean, I, I think with Chase on it's it's a little bit more tricky just because of the position he plays, and but I think sure yeah, uh, uh, I think that those are guys who will immediately come in and become uh, uh, you know contributors. Uh, I think McKinney obviously steps in as a starter. Uh, and then I think you know you're missing your third round pick I think that's that hurts a little bit and especially if you're taking mcKinney, it hurts a little bit because now you're kind of just hoping that someone like uh, I don't know Reggie Robinson falls to you in the fourth round or uh, you know well you like-
1: also have you also have the the excess amount of picks from next year that you could dip into if a guy fell. so like for example, if Reggie Robinson is somebody that does fall, let's say to the top of the fourth round, you could maybe use one of your third-round picks next year to go up and get them. So I, I don't think if you feel really good about McKinney and Chaseon, I don't have a problem doing that because I do think you can move around in this third day of the draft with some of your picks in future years. So that part of it doesn't concern me too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I think if if you can find a way to leverage that well, and I and you know, I just I think the trading in general. I mean, I I am also of the belief that a lot of people are that I you know I'm I'm not h- huge into thinking that this is uh, going to be a technical debacle. I think if, if anything, it'll be a usage debacle, and that the the the, sure, the, yeah. the, the boomers yeah. that are running this are going to have problems for getting to mute and all. I think that will be hilarious. But I, I I do think that it, there's some value in making sure that you have these deals done going into Thursday, as opposed to waiting to on the clock for some And I think when you talk about trading next year's picks, uh, I think that you know there's got to be some murkiness in in all of that, and the value of, all of that. Does, is there more value or less value this year for future picks than there are sure. uh, this year? Because I think that. You know that, that's I think thing. there's going to be more value for. Next I think there picks. is too. I, that, I do. I think because more teams are going to want to get out of this draft. You know, it's like correct. I, I think yep. there's a lot of uncertainty here. Teams don't like uncertainty. They'd rather uh, uh, get get value of certainty f- with their pick. So I would not be surprised if if they were able to leverage their third round pick into something that maybe you wouldn't be able to get for a future third uh, in previous drafts.
1: Uh, Speaking about the technicalities for the draft, I don't know if you saw this, uh, but this is from this morning. Um, They ran the the mock draft simulator on Monday, the NFL did, and Ryan Pace, the the Bears GM, uh, he was complaining because his wife apparently vacuumed over one of his monitor cords and sorted out his whole computer.
0: Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all. Anybody that believes that that Ryan, well, yeah, I mean,
1: uh, what's what's going on? <laughs> that was on my here, favorite guys. story. Is yeah, you uh, guys need uh, there was that there was that story, and somebody else was uh, one of the GMs was forgot to unmute themselves because they were yelling at their kids, at their kids yeah. for, for using the bandwidth. I mean, that's hilarious to me.
0: It's I mean, again, so great. Again, those aren't technical problems. <laughs> as someone those who's are an I, as someone who's an IT professional. Those are not technical problems. Those are human problems. Okay, <laughs> like it's uh, it's just like this, I'm know, so
1: excited for this draft. It's gonna be so much fun. They
0: keep talking about like all these technical issues that they're having, and then they mention, "Oh, you've got 32 loudmouth GMs on a Zoom together. No one wants to mute. That's not a technical problem. That's an ego problem. <laughs> like it's just uh, a, it's it's man. gonna be it's gonna be hilarious to see how they
1: wrangle it's the cast. It's going so
0: great. Uh,
1: um, yeah. All right, let's take one break. We'll come back and we'll answer some more questions.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and BlueChew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer, offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code NFL, just pay $5 of shipping Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, um, let's do this one from Andrew. Uh, grade these picks at seventeen. You just give me a grade A, B, C, D, F. Uh, chase on B. Okay, I feel like that's fair. A B I might plus, even go you like know, B I mean, I, like, yeah, it's okay, it's, yeah. Okay, uh, Trayvon Diggs.
0: Uh, B minus. C plus, C plus, okay, C plus, C plus. I, I agree. At seventeen, Xavier McKinney. At, at seventeen, uh, B minus.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I might, I might say C plus. It's not my favorite pick, but it's certainly not the worst case scenario.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zach
1: Bond at seventeen. At seventeen.
0: That's tough, man. I mean, I personally uh, would A. give it an A minus, probably uh yeah i'll say i'll say b because the problem is I, right. I i think the issue is is that it, it's a I, I feel like it's a reach i, I like zach bond but i think that maybe not
1: compared to what other people have him me. i don't care though like i think that's a really good player that you're getting at 17 so that's it's not a reach for me yeah i i know it's a little high for you
0: it's tough it's tough because i i it's you're still gonna have to use him in, in, a, in some aspects as an off-ball linebacker, so he doesn't quite get the full value of a pass rusher. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think that, he's that's exactly my only issue. It's not. For. It's not his play. Yeah, it's not his play. It's, yeah, it's it's that the he loses a little bit of positional value by not being a pure pass rusher. I guess is what I'm saying.
1: I I agree. Two more. A J. Terrell.
0: A C. I mean a C minus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I you know, I don't hate it.
0: Like I, I think that he I Neither do he, I he's got some upside to him and, and that some of these other guys may not have. But I just yeah, I think he's got a little bit long further to go than some of these other guys have too.
1: I, I, I agree. Um it's hard to find guys with his height, weight, speed as a cornerback position and it's because cornerback is such a valuable position. I don't hate it. Um, I, I didn't always love the tape, so that's why I'm a little bit, you know, less high on that pick than uh, some of the other ones. Last one, Kenneth Murray.
0: That's uh, that's a D minus.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's an F for me. Yeah. It's it's not something I'm looking forward to. Um, next question. This one comes from Brett uh, uh He's got a sleeper for us. He wants to know why isn't Luke Baracco getting more attention? He's the interception <laughs> and pass deflection king. <laughs> <laughs> is this a joke or <laughs> no i think this is a real question he really uh, wants to know why isn't he getting more attention
0: I, I mean i guess he i mean i'm assuming he's doing this with the attention of knowing that we know about him but um uh, yeah i mean i i i've been asking uh, the first you know the first time i talked to you and and john owning and some other people about it uh it's because i needed to know the same same question mm-hmm. right is i yep I I I had kind of discovered his stats, uh, and then I had gone and watched his tape and seen the player. Um, you know, I, I kept on making excuses for why I thought he would. It, I, you know, it's one of those things where you find the information, right? He's he led the FBS in pass deflections and interceptions, and then you're like, okay, uh, uh you know. I I'll I'm going to go look at this guy, but I guarantee you he's going to be like 58 170 pounds or something like that. So you go mm-hmm. and look at the guy, he's six one, one 185 190. Okay, so it's not it's not so much his size. Though he is a little bit undersized to be sure. Uh and then you're, That's okay. and, then you're like, well, yeah, yep. and then you're like, well, yeah, it's you're like, oh, well he probably probably played at a, at a tiny school. Uh you know, he played at San Diego State. Not not a huge school, but still Division 1. They're playing major programs, you know, they're it's it's not like they aren't completely it's, – it's not like you're watching him play accountants every week necessarily. Mm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the answer to your question is I don't know, man. He, he, he goes to the East-West Shrine game, and uh, he played well there. He didn't get a senior bowl invite. I think he's – technically because he's a junior, right? Or is he a red shirt? He, yep. he actually, yep. he, Yeah. So uh, – he's a red
2: shirt junior who graduated. Yeah.
0: Yep. So – I really don't have any good answers. I'm assuming you know he he tested well. His pro day was incredibly impressive numbers. I think I, honestly I, I, I do wonder if this isn't a situation where the reason uh that he isn't getting more buzz is because several NFL teams that are interested in him are just being very quiet about it to try to keep his fans I, I think that's up. the case. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah.
1: people would love to get him day three or UDFA. And I just think they're there the people that like him. Aren't telling the Ian reports and Adam Schefter's about him, right? Yeah. They're just trying to keep him under wraps to make sure that they can get him. Uh, I do like him. I think he's a, a fun corner. Maybe could be a nickel for you right away. Maybe that's a little bit high praise. Maybe he's your fourth corner, but I do think he's a. I think he's an NFL defensive back, and you know, late on day three, uh, there, there's a lot of value there. Yeah. Um, Layden, next question from Super Dan. Uh, if we take AJ Terrell at 17 and then somebody like Trevon Diggs is there at 51. Do you have any problem taking both cornerbacks?
0: Uh, I don't, I mean, I think, I don't, either. I think that, you know, you have so many guys that are up for contract and, and, a lot of these drafts, you know, you're, you're mostly trying to draft for what you need to replace the next season. And so if you're losing three defensive backs, drafting two, doesn't seem all that unreasonable. Uh, it may seem a little bit unreasonable to go back to back, you know, first and second pick, but I think if the value is there and it matches up, I know that the value is. I mean, if, if Trayvon Diggs is there, fifty one, that's a, that's a good oh, yeah. pick, no matter what what happened to the first round. So, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I would do that.
1: Yeah, I don't have any problem doing that because I think both those guys are pe- you know players that should be drafted inside the top, you know, thirty picks in this class. Uh, finding corners is incredibly hard uh you really don't have any stability beyond this year that's fine with me i i, I know that you would like to grab an edge rusher a safety or a receiver you can find those you know those guys later corners are a position that just doesn't stretch in this draft uh so i'm fine not doing that if, if that happens to be the case uh, i think you could even you know substitute a, a couple other names in there if, if jeff gladney is there at 51 i'm fine with taking gladney um, uh, Kristen Fulton, I know that you're not the biggest fan of, of him. I'm not you know his biggest champion either, but I feel like at 51 that's at least somewhat decent value and I think that's somebody who uh, they would consider as well. Um, next one, Landon from Shane. is there any chance they go offense in the first two rounds? Uh, Mike Fisher reported that the Cowboys really aren't interested in a receiver in the first round. Uh, but is there, is there any chance that they go, you know, maybe a receiver in the second round, maybe a tight end, maybe an offensive lineman? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's certainly a, a possibility. I mean, certainly there's, it's better than 0% chance. Um, you sure. know, the Cowboys trade back. You get a, an extra pick in there. That might free things up for you to, you know, uh, f- to, to draft a, a Cesar Ruiz or, uh, yep. uh, you know, a, a a a wide receiver you like like rager or uh, you know i think tight end it's it's probably more likely to be a little bit more of the middle round situation uh but i think you know yeah i think offensive i mean i think even offensive tackles shouldn't be completely ruled out i think you like what you have at the position at at all these spots but if there's talent there and you've got the pick uh you know I, i i love brandon knight but if you were able to get uh, an incredible, you know, one of the top eight offensive tackles in a trade back situation. Sure. I, I would have a hard time saying saying no to like a Josh Jones or a, a you know a, oh, the yeah. other Isaiah Wilson or Ezra, yeah, Ezra, Ezra Ezra Cleveland. Cleveland. Yep. I mean, like, I think you know it's it's built make a strength strengthen a strength, you know, and and I, I don't think there's any uh, issues with that. We did it last year with McGovern. Didn't think we needed him. And now we're, you know, he's probably going to end up being your starting center this year, and, and, and you almost kind of need to replace that guy. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility.
1: I saw yesterday that Jane Slater of the NFL Network reported that, um, you know, Diggs and Terrell are options at 17. But if the Cowboys do trade back later in the first round, that's when Cesar Ruiz, the, the center for Michigan, would enter the conversation. So I think that's interesting that – at least Dallas has maybe you know a second round grade on him, uh, and they would be comfortable drafting him in, in a trade back scenario. The other thing I was going to mention to you, Landon, I don't know if you saw this from Tom Palisaro from uh, the NFL Network as well. Uh, he expects Cole Komet to go in the first round. I know, I know, we did a podcast way, way, way back in January on Cole Kmet, uh, but how big of a reach would that be to see you know a team late in the first round take Kmet?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's. It's not. It's it's a it's a reach. It's a huge reach, in my opinion. But I, it's not terribly surprising. I, I think when you have any position where you've got a player who is the far and away number one player at that position, uh, and he is also kind of the traditional mold of said position, you know, like yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I, yeah. I, I think th- that to me, like, will make some old school GM convince himself. That, oh, we have to take this guy in the first round because he's the only true tight tight end one in this class, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh this guy's a first round first round player. I remember in nineteen ninety-six we drafted a guy who looked drafted just like this. <laughs> I could totally see some some crusty old GM convincing himself that oh, yeah. Cole Komet is a number is a tight end, uh, a first round tight end. Uh, just based on the fact that, look how much better he is than all these other guys. And, you know, no, no, no. Tight ends only have one flavor. And uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I could totally see that. Just because, of the uh, again, I, I mean, Cole Komet is like... <laughs> He, he's what you he's, – he's the beauty in the eye of the beholder, right? If you're an old old school scout, an old school football coach, yep. Cole Komet is like a dream. You don't ever see these guys – you don't see these guys come through anymore. Never never mind that his kind of playing style is really sort of past, you know, and, and, and really – It's
1: li- very limited. I, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, even the guys that played in that playing style, I mean, they the ones who were, were still able to do it nowadays are complete freaks. I mean, complete freaks. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the 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 kind of huge all all-purpose tight ends that can be <clears throat> offensive tackles that can catch the ball. Uh, those are complete freaks. And Comets and not that guy. So, I, I think that, like no. I said, I, that does not surprise me. Just because it, of Comet, uh, I, I think every year there's these guy there's these guys that, that these GMs kind of talk themselves into being first rounders because of traits that they have that are similar to other first rounders years ago. Uh, it, so it's not at all surprising to me that that guy this season would be Cole Komet just because of how well he fits the, the old-school tight end mold.
1: All right, you want a hot take real quick before we go to a break? Jeez. Cole Komet, not even the best tight end on his own team in college. But he's going to get drafted ahead of him, I'm sure. Clay, uh, Chase Claypool yep. better, is going to be a better pro tight end. Yeah. I, I'm convinced. Uh, let's take one more break. We'll come back and we'll answer a few more Twitter questions. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash lockedon, you'll get 40% off a Calm Premium Membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better, Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, this one from Brandon. Uh, in your opinion, what player has the best chance of contributing right away if we stand pat and draft at 17? I like this question. In a in a year where we probably aren't going to have mini camps, maybe training camp is shortened, which players can come in right away and produce for the Cowboys? Uh,
0: I mean – in the whole draft. I mean, Jeffrey Okuda falls to the or Cowboys at 17. I think he, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that, uh, I think that it, it, it's, it's usually a fit of, of working with scheme and player. Right. So, uh, that's why I think like McKinney makes yeah, a McKinney lot of is, I think uh, McKinney, to me, McKinney is the highest, right McKinney is the highest floor player. I think in this draft. Sure. Uh, just because I think he, he'll come in and he'll, he'll immediately start for whoever team he gets drafted by. Will he, you know, lead the team interceptions this year? Will he, you know, be in a racer? Uh, I don't know about that. I but can I... see
1: him getting like 75 tackles though. Something Absolutely. like what Taylor Rapp yeah. did last year. And,
0: and I think what he, I think again, I think what he could do for your defensive backfield is something that's extremely difficult to measure is when you're that versatile, you can be the, the hole filler, you know, and, and week to week, you can sure. use him in a different way to kind of, Combat depending on what office you're, you're 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 facing. So uh yeah, I think he's a guy who could just make your defensive secondary right, you know, like in, in a way. And I think that's hard to measure, but has a lot of value. So uh I can imagine McKinney coming in and, and, and just being ready to go no matter, you know, how delayed or anything yeah. happens.
1: I, I would also add the receivers. Like if you I mean the Cowboys won't do this, but like if Jerry Judy happens to fall there at seventeen. I think that's somebody who starts day one for you in the slot. Uh, Probably doesn't catch a ton of passes, but could catch, you know what, 50, maybe even 60 passes as a rookie, uh, make an impact in the red zone. Uh, I I think that's somebody who uh, wouldn't need a lot of time to kind of get up to the speed of the NFL. But I think you're right. Xavier McKinney's one. Uh, I like Zach Bond just because that's a, you know, that's a redshirt senior who's played a lot of football at Wisconsin, plays on special teams. I think he could come in and you know play a couple different spots for you. Maybe he doesn't have the ceiling of some of the other players in this draft, but knowing that he has so much football experience, I think I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Or anybody else you want to mention?
0: Uh, you know, I think I think as far as stepping in right away and, and without you know any issues at all, I, I think the that's a a good list. I mean, I, I, I tend to think that wide receiver could be a difficult position, depending on which one they get. But uh, Mm -hmm. I I also, I mean, I think any of these positions is, it's going to be tough to just kind of step in and play without, you know, some sort of camp. Uh, But I I would say that the guys we listed are the guys that are most likely to kind of do it without too much issue.
1: Yep. I agree. Uh, Last question. (laughs) And this is a perfect one for me. Uh, How confident are you guys that the front office? Won't completely let us down. Come Thursday night.
0: I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on your answer because I'm assuming. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I mean, I, I mean, you, you've already assumed that they have
0: <laughs> let us down. So, I mean,
1: correct. You know, <laughs> well, that's a good way to do the draft, right? If you if you have low expectations, then uh, you can't be heartbroken when they take a guy that they shouldn't take uh, in the top of the first round. So, uh, I, I listen. I think if I still think Caleb on chase on is a very realistic pick at 17 I, I don't see him being drafted inside the top 15 like other people do so if that's the if that's the pick for the cowboys at 17 i don't think they'll let us down i think henderson cj henderson's probably gone and then after those two it, it does get a little tricky but i feel pretty confident two days away from the draft that chase going to be the pick and i think most cowboy fans will be happy with that so as of right now, I'm cautiously optimistic about what the Cowboys are going to do on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, I mean, how's that for an th- that's, that's, that's that's that works. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I uh, you know I'm kind of of the mind that uh, and and I'm, honestly, that's what I assumed you actually believed. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm of the mind that a lot of the scary stuff that we keep hearing that um, people are freaking out about. Um, there they' they're, they're, they're scenarios that could happen you know there're scenarios that the cowboys sure, are preparing sure. themselves for uh, I think people freak out just hearing about the prep for those situations right um,
1: yeah and I also think people on Twitter help with the freak out you know they, they make it worse than probably what it actually is huh, so
0: really really that's weird that's, that's, a, that's a really <laughs> funny story you are telling me Marcus uh, <laughs> uh, well. uh, uh, yeah I, I do agree completely. Uh, I you know I, I I I also agree that I mean the more the closer we get to this and the more that everyone tells us that Chason and Henderson aren't going to be there I definitely am starting to believe that Henderson won't be there I think that I, agree, I think yep. that Chase on will be there
1: um, well here's the thing do with Chason how, how many teams outside the top 10 cuz he's not going top 10 need an edge rusher more than they need like an offensive tackle or a wide receiver not many, and if Atlanta trades up, which it sounds like they're trying to do, I, I don't see anybody that picks ahead of Dallas that would take Chase on. But that, I mean, that's just me looking at it right now.
0: Yeah. I just, yeah, I, and and also Atlanta is looking to move up big time. So if they're mo- looking to move up big time, I think that they're either going for Henderson or something else. I don't know that they're looking to move up for Chase on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I, I, it's a corner. I, yeah, I think it's more likely they're going for you know some corner specifically Henderson, but. Yeah, I, I to kind of get back to the question. I I have faith in the, in the Cowboys front office to a certain degree. I, I think that the problems that they're going to have, you know, they're 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 in a tough spot. I, I'm not going to lie. Like 17 is not mm-hmm. the best spot to be picking. I think traditionally, and also just in this draft because I think there's probably 15 or 16, you know, blue chip players or you know, f- true first rounders, right? So they're kind of in a, in a in a difficult picking spot at this point. So sure. uh, I think if they have opportunity to avail themselves of, of moves and they don't take them, I will be disappointed if they don't have any opportunity and they are forced to stay and pick and they pick a guy that is, you know, not somebody I wanted, but they didn't have a ton of choice. I'm also going to have a hard time blaming them for that, you know, like, because if, yeah. if they get stuck, yeah. they get stuck. Uh, now, I think that, again, who's on the board is going to be very important. But I, I don't generally worry about the Cowboys screwing this up because I honestly think that the stuff that we are hearing from them, like they've, they've got this figured out. They I think they want to trade back. They've been looking at trade back yep. options. They have a good plan for the guys they like at 17. At least the names that we're hearing of the guys that they're taking at 17 – are guys that we think are, are worthy of it, right? Are Chase on and Henderson? Yeah, like that that does sound legit. I I, I don't know. I, at this point, I think it's time for us to see it and 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 let it all lay out. I'm not exa- I'm not concerned at this point. I'm not concerned about their decision making. I'm more concerned about there's there's a high chance that this draft will fall in a in a bad way for the Cowboys.
1: Right. Uh, I will say two things to watch out that I think could be that could help the Cowboys on Thursday night. If the Falcons move up and it sounds like they've contacted the Browns about a potential trade. Uh, I think that would be good because you know, Henderson's going to go ahead of Dallas. You can just kind of, you can just get that out of your mind right now. They're not going to pick CJ Henderson. You he won't be there, but if they trade up with Cleveland, Cleveland's going to drop back. They're going to draft another offensive tackle. We've heard Ezra Cleveland from Boise state. That would make at least five tackles in the top 17. Uh, that would almost ensure that chase on is going to be available to the Cowboys and the other one is Javon Kinlaw. Is if Kinlaw goes thirteen to um, the 49ers or fourteen to Tampa Bay, again, that'll almost guarantee that Chase on falls to seventeen. So I think if one of those yeah. two things happen, I think the Cowboys all, are going to be in good shape. All it takes
0: so, is a seventh, uh, sixth or seventh offensive tackle, a fourth quarterback, a, a running back, third a running back, which I yep. think we shouldn't rule out uh oh, yeah sure. a, a, a corner that we're not talking about in the top 15 getting drafted i mean all it takes is one of those guys to, to and i think that there's a chance that multiple of those situations happen oh yeah. uh, for, for oh, chase yeah. on to get to the cowboys and and so i i actually feel pretty decent that that's an opportunity that the cowboys will get
1: absolutely um uh, it's gonna be a fun couple of days again a ton of rumors coming out now uh, from some ESPN and NFL Network reporters, we'll continue to follow those uh, over the next 48 hours. Uh, make sure you are download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.
2: a hey, Prime members.